Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we've got a hot stove-filled episode for you as we are in the winter meetings and uh, the offseason is ramping up. We've seen some trades and a lot of rumors regarding the top free agents in Major League Baseball over the past week. A lot of stuff going on, and I think Trey is very happy with one of the biggest moves that we had this uh this week is that right trey uh very happy yes uh hoping for more uh we'll just dive right into it that big move of course is the yankees trading for juan soto and uh wednesday of this week there were rumors flying all day and uh it it seemed like it was a sure thing i mean starting early in the morning it's it seemed like it was a sure thing that it was going to happen and it it finally became official late at night i think around 11 p.m wednesday night Juan Soto traded to the New York Yankees, so they have a really stacked outfield right now uh, with Soto and, of course, Aaron Judge. And they also traded for Alex Verdugo from the Boston Red Sox, so a loaded outfield for the Yankees. Uh, I think, you know, Soto had a little bit of a a down year this year, but he was still a very productive player because when you look at a down year for Juan Soto, it's still a very, very good offensive season. So I think that this is a really good move for the Yankees. And you alluded to hoping for more. They are meeting with Yamamoto from uh, Japan, one of the the top player from Japan coming over to MLB this year. So fingers crossed for you that they could sign him. He is uh, one of the top free agents in baseball this year. That would be a really, really good offseason for the Yankees if they were able to bring him in. Uh, we were texting with Billy Parvatan a little bit, and you said you still weren't ready to give Brian Cashman full credit because he is the general manager of the Yankees and he should be able to pull off moves like this. Yeah. He's starting to act like the Yankees again, you know what the Yankees do, like the history of it, getting a guy like Juan Soto, it might be a one-year rental. Uh, You give up and with add the Verdugo trade, you give up a little bit of your pitching depth, but the good news is you were deep at pitcher, at least, you know, relievers, Michael King's a big loss or, or is probably the biggest loss of them all. And, you know, that's a really solid loss for the for the team. But you're picking up Juan Soto, who is one of the best hitters. Uh, Yankees said they wanted left-handed bats in the outfield, and they've added left-handed bats. And it looks like they're going to move Judge to their everyday center field. And uh, I, I think this is set, setting up to be a, you know, you're getting two of the best hitters in baseball at two and three. That's, that's really good. And then you add Yamamoto, then you're, you have two aces and then you add Rodon if he can be healthy. That that looks like it looks more like a World Series roster now when you add in that because they even added Trent Grisham, which is a really good depth piece. And Verdugo could be a really good depth piece. So I'm giving him some credit, but I want more. like, you know, I, I think this team needs more to be a, you know, a, a contending team. Yeah, and they should. I mean, that that's that's what the Yankees have done throughout their history to win World Series is acquiring players through trades and free agency, and it's worked for them. And, you know, Cashman has been a little 
conservative in recent years, not making splashy moves at the deadline, uh, not really making big moves in the offseason. They re-signed Judge two offseasons ago, and that was, you know, that was that was uh the, that was what they needed to do that year. Um, but they didn't really bring anyone else in. So uh seeing him make a move like Juan Soto, that's that's huge. That's gotta be encouraging for the Yankees. And then they are meeting with Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who uh, is a really talented pitcher. Uh, like you said, it would be great if they got him and they had Garrett Cole, two aces, like you said. So uh, that would be a really big move for the Yankees and probably be really satisfying for Yankees fans everywhere, seeing Brian Cashman make a splashy move like that. But they are in contention with the other New York team for Yamamoto. The Mets are also meeting with him. And I believe Steve Cohen and the Mets flew out to Japan to meet with him in Japan. So uh, we'll see how this market shakes out, but I think it's going to be a competitive one because he is such a, a prized free agent, uh, a guy that a lot of, a lot of teams would like to have on their roster, but you know, I think it's going to, I think it'll probably come down to Mets or Yankees, but the Yankees have a history of signing players from Japan, especially pitchers from Japan. So uh, we'll see if they can get this one done. That would be really huge for them. Yeah. I mean, he's a really, really good pitcher and he appears to end up in New York, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees. Um, maybe the Blue Jays make a run at him if they don't get Otani. But uh yeah, I, I think getting a Yamamoto, uh I you know, it, I I think the Yankees are the favorite in it based off what I've read. And that could be, you know, that's a really good haul, but you know, it's a three hundred million dollar pitcher, so it's not like it's cheap. Yeah, definitely not. So the Yankees, they made a couple of big moves. Alex Verdugo and Juan Soto, they're still in contention for Yamamoto. Uh, the top free agent of this year's free agent class is obviously Shohei Otani, and he is still yet to sign anywhere this offseason. There have been tons of rumors around his free agency, but he really wants things to stay tight-lipped until he's ready to sign. Uh, he's He said that if meetings with teams leak, into the media that he's going to hold it against the team and might not sign with them. And we've seen a couple of these leaks already. Even Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers came out and said that they met with Shohei Otani. So obviously he wasn't too worried about, you know, Otani holding it against them. Uh, Bob Nightingale of USA today reported that the Cubs met with Otani and then Jed Hoyer got really mad at him and confronted him at the winter meetings because He's worried about Otani holding it against the Cubs that they met and it got leaked into the media. So it's really shrouded in secrecy, the whole free agency, which I think is I get where he's coming from. But also you got, you know, tons of MLB reporters that are going to do their job and they're going to report when they hear something. So it's it's definitely a, a convoluted free agency and there's tons of rumors. It's almost hard to keep track of all of them. So, you know, we we thought the Cubs might be in. The Dodgers met with him. We heard that he met with the Blue Jays. We're still hearing that the Braves could be in on him. Uh, basically, all the, all the big, you know, big market teams are in on Otani. I still think that the Mariners are a perfect fit for him. I haven't really heard anything about them, though. So I'm not sure that that'll actually end up happening. But just a ton of rumors flying around with Otani. What do you think is going to happen at this point? I think he'll be a Dodger. I still think that. I'm not going to waver from that. Um, Is it bad for the good of the sport? I do not want him to be a Blue Jay. Like, Yeah, the Blue Jays is an interesting fit 
I mean, at least it'd be more a more competitive team than the Angels. But we need Otani in a place where people can get to, and he'll he'll be on a big team. Like, and that's the Dodgers. Yeah, the Braves would fit. I mean, that's that, yeah, that's Dodgers, Cubs, Yankees, Braves. Like any he of those needs teams. To be one of the big teams. Like, I'm sorry, he's the biggest star in the sport. Like, yeah. and so I think he'll be a Dodger. Uh, if he becomes a Brave, what will be your reaction? Are you trying oh to gosh. like? Just, are you trying to just ignore it at this point? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying into the rumors at this point because I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, honestly, the the biggest thing that the Braves need to do this offseason is pitching, and they haven't really addressed that yet. They made a move. They traded for Jared Kelnick from the Mariners, who he's going to be a very solid left fielder. Um, and I'm happy with that move, but it's not addressing their biggest need, which is pitching. So if they sign Shohei Otani, obviously that's going to be really exciting. And he will be able to pitch, not this year, hopefully next year. Um, but I really want them to address the the starting pitching. So obviously I'd be super excited if they sign Otani, but it's not their biggest weakness. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't feel their biggest weakness. So uh, I, I'm just trying not to pay attention to the rumors linking him to the Braves. I'm not really buying into it. Um, it could happen, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think he is probably going to end up in Los Angeles, whether it's with the Dodgers or the Angels. I've seen some uh, some rumors saying that he could end up back with the Angels because he really likes his routine and the Angels would be very accommodating to him. He's been there his entire career, so he might just be comfortable there, even though he's not going to win. Uh, I think that, you know, I think it could happen. If it if it does, it'll be a little sad for the sport because we would all like to see Shohei Otani on the on biggest stage. And yeah, in the World Series, winning a championship. So uh, I, as much as I would like to see the Angels succeed, I hope he doesn't end up back with them. If there's a way to like, Rod Manfred just step in and be like, "Hey, Otani, just go to the Dodgers. Do just it. Just do it. Just yeah. Or go to the Braves. I'll do that for you. But Thank you know it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Angels, they have said that they are definitely not trading Mike Trout. We'll see. That's something that we've talked about, thrown out there a couple of times. Could they trade him? Could he end up maybe in Philadelphia, teaming up with Bryce Harper? possible but uh also near his hometown in new jersey you know i i think it would make a lot of sense but the angels say they're holding on to him i will believe it when i see it in terms of i still think why would they not say that if they still think they can get otani it makes no sense so I don't know. if they say it after if otani signs somewhere else and they say say it after that's when i'll believe it we'll see so that's what's going on with Shohei Otani's free agency. Another big free agent this year uh, is yet to sign is Cody Bellinger, who spent last year with the Chicago Cubs and really had a resurgent year after a couple of down years with the Dodgers. But I saw this week that Scott Boris, his agent, is asking for $250 million for Cody Bellinger. Ooh. I mean, what what? how reasonable do you think this is? You look at Bellinger's career, he had he won Rookie of the Year with the Dodgers. He won an MVP with the Dodgers. But then he had a couple of really bad years, 
And then he had a good year with the Cubs this year. So, like, I don't know that it's worth $250 million. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt to ask, I guess. I mean, I guess because he's a former MVP and – but yeah, I'm a little shocked by it. But hey, if someone will pay you it, good for good for Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I mean, it it might happen. I just I would be really wary of that. Like his 2019 MVP year was fantastic, but 2021 he batted 165 with 10 home runs and 36 RBIs. He only played 95 games. In 2022, he batted 210. With just 19 home runs. And he played 144 games that year. Then he goes to the Cubs. And he bats 307. With 26 home runs. 97 RBIs. A really resurgent year with the Cubs. But I I just don't think you can look at that one year. And think that he's fully back. And he's going to continue to play at that level. And pay him $250 million. That's I, I think that's way too much for a player of his caliber. You know. if Maybe he signs a short term deal proves that he can continue playing at that level and then signs a a longer term higher deal later on. You know, he's only 27 years old. He could yeah. sign he could sign a short-term deal maybe 2 or 3 years and if he's still playing at this level then get a bigger deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um but it doesn't hurt to ask, I guess. Doesn't hurt to ask. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Didn't want to go to the West Coast during the trade deadline, but does during free agency. Hey. Come for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. They're getting a really good pitcher. And uh, it, you know, I think that's good for them, given that they need to, you know, keep up the good work of what they did last year. And uh, I, I think it's a good signing for them. It's a four-year contract, around $20 million a year. Uh, like you mentioned, he he vetoed a trade to the Dodgers at the trade deadline because he didn't want to go to the West Coast. He wanted to stay uh, closer to his family. He was with Detroit. But, yeah, now he signs with Phoenix during the offseason. But, you know, I guess money talks. So he will be with the Diamondbacks next year. Like you said, I think it's a really good deal for them. Uh, they had obviously had a fantastic year this year making it to the World Series. And uh, they gotta they gotta keep the momentum going and keep it up. So bringing in a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez to bolster their pitching staff, I think it's a really good move. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, good for good for them. I think that's the way you build momentum after a, you know a surprise World Series appearance. That you know, I think the Phillies did a good job last year of building off of what they did with their World Series surprise World Series appearance. So credit to them. We still got some big name free agents out there on the market, and we got some trade uh, candidates like Dylan Cease of the White Sox. Who do you think is the next person to end up on a new team? What's the next move that's going to happen? As far as I'll, you know, the big names. I'll still say Otani. I think Otani is the linchpin of everything. It's either Otani or Yamamoto. Um. So I I think this weekend. Otani's destination will be announced. Yamamoto probably like Tuesday. And then the rest of the moves will be made. I think that's fair. I think, yeah, once Otani signs, then all the teams that are in on him, if they don't get him, then they'll move on to their their other targets. Um, I mean, there's still some guys out there like Bellinger, like we mentioned. 
Uh, you still got Jordan Montgomery out there. Blake Snell is still yet to sign. Josh Hader, Matt Chapman, J.D. Martinez. Still some pretty big names out there that have yet to find a new team for next year. So, I, I yeah, I think that's a good point. Otani signs, and then all those teams, whether they're looking for a pitcher or a hitter, they'll know what direction they can go in, and they'll go after their guys. Um, it'll be interesting. We've, I mean, some some reporters have said during the winter meetings this week that Otani's decision was expected in the next 72 hours. So that would really be any day now. We could be hearing where he's going to end up next year. Uh, I really hope that we do because it's been a little bit of a quiet offseason. Like we, we we mentioned the the Juan Soto trade, um, the Braves getting Jared Kelnick, Eduardo Rodriguez signing with the Diamondbacks, but not a lot of big moves have happened so far this offseason. So it would be nice if we could hear something about Otani, have a decision, and then see the rest of these moves fall into place. It'd be nice if we could get the ball rolling on uh, on the, the hot stove season a little more and uh, yeah. see where everyone's going to end up. I was going to say is like the baseball sucks when it comes to this. Like look at NFL and NBA free agency. Basically all the big moves are done by now. I think we need tampering better, better tampering in this. Sport <laughs> the other we need two. to allow some tampering. Let it happen. Well, they basically allow tampering in the other two. Cause yeah. At midnight, every deal is announced. Yeah. That's that a good point. Great. We're recording in the morning and I just yawned. Mid- That's all right. I understood you. We're doing great. Uh, that I think that'll do it for this episode of the Larry Podcast. Uh, what a note to end it on. Um, hopefully you're not yawning. You're excited by our episode, unlike me. Uh, as always, give us your thoughts on free agency at Matkins News, at TrailerLVT, at Falball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us that five-star review. Like and subscribe. Why we each podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.